Welcome to another episode of Black and White Reviews. I'm Lee. I am Will. And I'm Chuck. <clears throat> and today we're getting back into some Marvel stuff. Can I, I'm pretty can I say excited. something uh, before we get started? Yeah. Just real quick. Yeah. Just real, real quick. Um, Because we've talked about a couple of movies of his, I just want to send out all the well wishes in the world to Bruce Willis, who recently announced essentially his retirement from acting because of a diagnosis of dysphagia which ah. essentially affects your speech and your memory, and it's mm-hmm. really unfortunate that that happened to him. Absolutely. So I just, no joke. I just want to I just want to uh, put that out there. He is was a phenomenal um, actor during his time, and yeah, it really it really sucks that he's going through that right now. So I hope um, mm. I hope he can find peace in in this final chapter of his life. That's kind of what I wanted to say. That's it. Yeah, might just be God's way of saying, "Hey, you've done well. Just, just be, <laughs> just be. Know that we love you." Here. Now, now here's my expectation from this point on: when Tom Cruise <laughs> retires, I want Will to do the exact same thing. <laughs> I will rejoice, unless he gets sick. Like if he gets sick, then yeah, fine. I'll I'll be you know sad for him and his family. But if he just says, "You know what? I'm done. I'm fine. I'm I'm going into this. I will rejoice." No more Tom Cruise. Thank God. Speaking of that, Maverick's coming out soon. Can't wait. And for that. we've actually we've actually had quite we've had some people say, "I hope you guys are going to do Maverick when it comes out." So, <laughs> yep. just saying. We got to do, do Top Gun first, though, and I want Will to do the notes and lead that oh, one. <laughs> now, here's the thing: you have to look at it as a Val Kilmer movie, not as a Tom Cruise movie. That's even worse. Will That's loves even Val Kilmer's. <laughs> Yes. Okay, then look at it as a Meg Ryan movie. No. That's even... That's what the, come on. You're just, then, you're just digging the hole um, even deeper, man. I'm trying, man. It's a good mm. movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Take my breath so, away. Welcome back to Marvel stuff. So, wait a second. What was the last Marvel thing we watched? Because we just... We haven't done Marvel in a while, right? We've been doing... We've been doing Star Wars stuff. I think the last, the last, that. the last Marvel thing that, we, well, aside from movies, the last Marvel thing that we did must have been um, Falcon Winter Soldier. Did something yep. come out after that? No way. Loki, Loki did. Loki, Loki was, Loki was after that. You're right. Loki, wow. You're right. So what? Yeah. So we really yeah. haven't had anything since Loki, which was like what summer. So hey, welcome back to Marvel shows now, guys. This yeah. is fun. So, um, I, I'm just gonna talk about this. We're going over Moon Knight. We're gonna talk about the first episode. Of the, of the first season of Moon Knight. This one's called The Goldfish Problem, which I love how I don't know the titles until like the next time I watch it and I go, oh, well, I guess that makes sense. That's a that's something that happened for a moment. <laughs> but um, I mean, I'll just I, I, I thought that it was actually not bad. It was a great start to a show. Um, I tried not to read too much about the show and just kind of go into it, you know, fairly blind. I did see like the trailers and say, okay, it looks better than I thought it was going to be initially. But um, I'll say that I was, it, it met all my expectations in the first episode. What do you guys think? Go ahead. You can go. You can go, Will. So I thought it was excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Considerably better than the last show <laughs> we did on here, which was uh, Boba Fett, Book of Boba Fett. I think this was a fantastic way to open the series up. Um, Oscar Isaac 
I got nothing bad to say about the guy. He's absolutely fantastic in this role that he's playing right here. The one thing that I am going to say is they, this episode did not need to be like 47 minutes. They milked the DID thing way too much. Like, I think we we all get the picture. Like, we all know what's going on with him. And then you have this like car chase sequence in the middle of the episode where it's like, why are you trying to still like keep it a secret and like shock the audience at the end that this is going to happen like just we all know it's not it's not that hard to figure out even if you go into this blind it wasn't that hard to figure out what was going on with him um right. aside from that i thought that this was a fantastic a fantastic opening to the series yeah chuck yeah i i i liked it <clears throat> um you know uh, this guy, Oscar Isaacs, you know, he's he's milking it with Disney now, going from Star Wars to, uh, yeah, to, yeah, to Marvel. <laughs> like what? Um, but I'm in agreement with you. The, the one thing I still am trying to figure out is because we we know that we've met two of his personalities, but there's the one other person that keeps calling him an idiot. He's an idiot. He's, and it's not the other Mark character that we find out throughout the whole thing. We still don't know who that is yet. Um, so I'm curious as to figure out and understand more of that. Are we sure that's a cool. personality? It's He's talking to him as if uh, he's hearing it. Yeah, but it could just be like... He says, give it... He's like, he's like give the scarab back to Mark. Yeah, but it, like, it could just be like... I, I think what it comes like down super, to is like whatever... We're in, like, like we're in the supernatural like element where he's like an Egyptian quote-unquote like god-like figure or or whatever like according to certain things and it could just be like a spiritual voice that's speaking to him from beyond right so my, the, my thoughts my thoughts based on thingy. this the bone oh the bird with the big the bird bone, bone beak could whatever be it could, could be. be um but so i my thought right off the bat just looking at the casting here um i'm gonna guess it's a character called Conchu. Uh, played by F. Murray Abraham because his voice is fantastic. Yes. You know, we've seen F. Murray Abraham in a bunch of stuff. He was in like 13 Ghosts and Amadeus and a few other things that, you know, I just, he's, he stands out. So I'm thinking that must be him based on just the casting here. I don't see any other people that I would expect that voice to come from. Mm. Um, and I think that the, the bird thing is most likely, you know, supposed to be him, just kind of like the body of him, but he's connected to Mark because Mark did something and there that's, you know, he gives him, he gives Mark the power. That's my guess. That's what we're kind of looking at here. Now I was just disappointed because I haven't really, like I said, I didn't read anything about this, but as soon as I pulled up IMDB, it starts off with these words, a former U S Marine. And I was like, Oh, well now we know he's a Marine. Like I was, I was hoping to be surprised and not for them just to give it away. But basically that's the whole thing is they've got powers, but they're, they're going back and forth. Um, so yeah, there's a lot that we could really, I don't think they're going to hide much. Once we get through the second episode, I think we're going to have a pretty good idea of what's going on here and it's not going to have too much of a, of well, a twist or, you know, anything hidden. But then again, yeah, we could I, be surprised. I figured that as much too. And I, and because it's going to be an action based TV show, it's not going right. to be WandaVision. Um, no. and actually took to backtrack a little bit the last thing we did was not loki it was um hawkeye oh um, hawkeye that's what it was christmas so, that wow. makes sense. i think this is going to be more on the lines of that where they're going to slip in some things here and there but a lot of it will be right there for everyone to see just to enjoy the show yeah. um 
Because here's the thing, Moon Knight, until this came out, I'll be honest, never heard of him. Neither did I. No, me neither. Never heard of him. He's a side character in Marvel. He is not a, he's not an Avenger. At least to my knowledge, he's not. He could Mm -mm. be brought into the Avenger initiative, but no idea. Um, But what, what I see them doing is they're taking these side characters and they're making them, they're giving them the spotlight and making it cool which I right. appreciate that. They're not yeah. just sticking with the everyday, let's redo the same characters 15 times over, you know, like what DC does over and over <laughs> and over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, you want to just get right into it? Yeah, go for it. Let's do it. All right, so, um, basically, thing starts up, you know, no Marvel opening yet, just, just some dude drinking water. And then he, like, mazeltoffs the glass in, like, a, you know, a little cloth or whatever. Puts it into his loafers and goes for a brisk walk. Yeah. Okay. And, Chuck, you said that was a kung fu, like, straight up what, from kung fu. Well, no. The the whole, the scene is a, Will, have you seen the TV show Kung Fu? I, well done, Grasshopper. I have not. It's a 90s show. If you look up the, <laughs> if you look up the, the, the main character of the show, he looks... They, Ethan Hawke looks just like him in this show. Was Ethan isn't it, in isn't the it show? Bill from Isn't it Bill from Kill Bill? The I believe so. Kung Fu. Yeah. Yes. Which one? Who it they is. were twins. Well, one of them or both of them could have been both of them. But he was in a TV show called Kung Fu. The long silver hair. Um, you know, it was very Kung Fu esque the way that this opening scene took place, and it reminded me because he's just doing like that, like you know. The martial artists do the walk on fire type stuff, like the walk on hot coals. It's just now they replace hot coals with glass. Um, it was very kung fu ish. They didn't mm-hmm. they didn't say anything. It was just the scene with music and then open to Marvel, which I thought was really cool. It just it was a nod, in my opinion, to the old Mar- the old kung fu show. Yeah, that was His whole um, character was kung fu kung fu. Um, I'm trying to think was was it really the 90s? No, no. Are you thinking the nineties? Are you thinking like the old seventies? Might have been the seventies. It was the seventies. David Carradine. I watched it in the nineties, so I didn't know oh, if it was okay. a replay or not. But no, no, I was no. A definitely, definitely old. I was gonna say Kung Fu was super old, and David Carradine was very young back then. Nineties, yeah, seventies, um, same thing. Yeah. Hey, I was a kid. Was a, I haven't watched like it even, since. Even Jodie Foster was in an episode when she was like a child. So, anyway, back to this. Yeah. So very Kung Fu like the way he's dressed. Okay, I can see that now. Um, so. Basically, he goes ahead and starts walking, and then we hear this Engelbert Humperdinck song, A Man Without Love. That's the intro we get, the Marvel's Marvel title. And then it basically continues on as Oscar Isaac's character, Stephen, wakes up in bed. He's got a restraint on his leg and sand around the bed and masking tape on the door crack and a one-fin fish named Gus. Okay. Yeah. So that's where we're at. Um, I didn't see the one-fin. I, I didn't, couldn't see it from... I don't know. I guess I kept missing it. I, I saw it. Um, they, it was it was clearly one finned. Okay. It, I had to, I watched it twice and I looked for it and it was clearly they showed you as if you're looking down the face of it and there's clearly one fin. Okay. It was definitely face. Nemo. I kept looking around and not seeing it. Not a clownfish. It was just a regular you know goldfish. But anyway, he's over there. He's leaving a message on the phone for his mom. And for some reason, immediately right off the bat, as I'm watching this, I'm like, I bet she doesn't exist. You know, he's leaving a voicemail. I don't think she even exists. Why wouldn't she exist? 
I, I just because we know he's got DID and I had a feeling this character is not who he thinks he is um, or whatever. I don't know. I just uh, I just had a feeling that she doesn't exist. And then later on, we see him leaving another voicemail. They don't make it obvious it's a voicemail, but it's pretty clear because yes. you don't hear anything on the other side. It's another voicemail. And then latest gators. And that's the end of the call. Basically, he's just giving her a quick update. Sorry, it's been a while since I haven't have spoken to you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking if he doesn't really know what day is what and what's going on, this whole thing is like he probably doesn't. That's not his mom. He's calling some random number and it's going, you know, it's just basically hitting a wall. And I really hope like, they get into the backstory on something like that. Like, is this something that the character of Mark, like, intentionally created this alter ego, like, for a specific reason? I don't believe so. Um, so I think that w- my thought is like what he went through, it was basically traumatic. Just like most um, most times you see anybody with DID, they, it's because they went through a traumatic experience and the way that part of their brain um, escapes is by creating another character. They split at that point. Chuck, you could speak more into that, couldn't you? Oh, sorry. Um, ben, Ben, couldn't you talk about that? <laughs> I don't... but. This- to say that he's talking to a, uh, his mother who is potentially dead through a voicemail makes him seem stupid. And I don't think Stevie, Steven with the V, sorry. Steven, not Scotty. Is stupid. I think he's just unaware at times because he does lose time. Um, but when he is coherent and he is there, he's a brilliant man. He's I never actually, said he was stupid. But the thing but is, to, if, if to his say reality that is fake... Then I don't think his reality is fake. I think both realities are real. And when he is, when one personality is present, it's real for that person. So he could be talking to his mom or his mom's voicemail to say that he's talking to her, to her voicemail. She's dead and he doesn't realize it makes him appear to be idiotic. Like, Eh. well, I mean, they do call him an idiot multiple times. No, the voice in his head calls him an (laughs) idiot multiple times. And his boss. And well, his boss yeah. is a jerk anyway. <laughs> yeah, she is. <laughs> but I don't think he's an idiot. I think he is brilliant. I think that he is very smart. Um, I just think that he and when you get to the, the restaurant scene, you can see how broken it makes him. Uh, oh, yeah. No, absolutely. So. I'm just that was just my guess. It just to me, it seemed like that that's what they were kind of laying on. I mean, we've watched a lot of stuff like this and there's always some type of like, oh, I didn't know that. Oh, that makes sense. So I think we're going to get some little things like that, but they're not going to be huge after we go through the next episode or so. So, so Will, your theory, do you think she's dead or just not answering the phone? I would think she doesn't exist. I think she exists. I don't think it's who he thinks it is, though. Yeah, that might be. That's what I'm saying. So she exi- I think I think mom. whoever whoever he's leaving these voicemails for, I think it's somebody who clearly exists. It's just not who Steven thinks it is. Maybe it's somebody that mm-hmm. that, that 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 Mark knows because Mark is we see Mark who's actively doing things on Steven's <laughs> behalf, like for example, getting him a date. So it's I mean it could be one of it could be cuz we saw that happen in this episode. So it could be one and the same. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think it's I don't think it's somebody who's dead. I think that would be a little bit too much. And like to Chuck's point, I think that would make him kind of stupid. But it's well, yeah, I, I do okay. think it's somebody who who exists. It's not. I agree. We'll see. We will see. 
Um, so anyway, he misses the bus because of this, that, and whatever, and he's late for work at the museum. Um, when he gets I, in there, hold on. I love that when he comes out of his his flat, the, bur- and, the broom guy. He's like, um, I love the brooms and the mops right in front of my entrance. Thank you. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. He's like, oh no. I mean, keep doing your thing. I'm just, you know, very passive aggressive. <laughs> oh yeah. Um. But when he gets to, when he gets in there, he start, he walks up to this little girl who's looking at a display, a little you know pyramid of Giza there, and um, he starts kind of like ripping on it or whatever, and he goes check this out though, and starts telling her all this stuff about no, you know she wasn't mummification. Looking at it, she was dumping her trash in the middle of the not her trash pyramid. Was it in her gum? Oh, like okay. A, like yeah, a it, it gum was it was gum like that. Yeah, yeah, it was trash. Yeah, it was trash. She stuck so it, she it, stuck it yeah. in, the, in the door. Yeah. So she's over there at it. He goes and he's like check this out talks about the sarcophagus and explains how mummification is done and everything and explains that um, when they do that and they pull everything out, they leave the heart because apparently, you know, the belief is that you need the heart to be judged in the underworld. That still needs to be there. Okay. Probably going somewhere. That makes sense. I thought they did a complete embalming and left all of the organs in jars when they did that. I didn't, I, including the heart. Well, yeah, that's what, well, no, it depends. Usually that well that's that's what's going on here. I mean the thing is yeah, they take things out, they put the hook in, they rip everything they rip out, everything and, then... out. and they put everything <laughs> in jars with the body in the sarcophagus. Well, according to Stephen, not the heart. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I am not an Egyptologist. <laughs> so that is uh that's what I'm buying. This is the lore that they're giving us. Okay. So his boss is go back and watch the mummy to figure it out. Oh yeah. The the Tom Cruise one. The Tom Cruise one, yes. I've never seen it, nor do I have an intention to. I tried um, watching it, and it was awful. Yeah, well, I mean, it had to be... Was it any better than that The Emperor of the Dragon King, or whatever it was called? The Emperor yeah. of the Dragon King? Whatever it was called. I didn't even bother watching that, either. Yeah, the, I mean, first, two were, the, first, the first two were decent. Two, first two were great. Then then they made the spinoff with the Scorpion King. Then they made, like, another <laughs> Scorpion King. Yeah, and did. then they made, like, The Emperor of the Dragon's Tomb Oh, they or have something. a whole... They have, like... In the whole universe, they have like seven or eight films. It's ridiculous. And, they just keep yeah. going. And poor Brendan mm-hmm. Fraser is broke. <laughs> Brendan Fraser. So, boss is rude. She's basically saying, stick to the gift shop. You're not a tour guide. Stop talking to people. Sell this candy. <laughs> Sell this candy to kids. That is your job. Sell candy. <laughs> so, he's over there. She leaves him alone finally after just berating him. And um, this woman comes up and she's like, oh, he's still on for seven tomorrow. He's like, huh? She's like, yeah, best steak in town. Uh, yeah. Are you asking me out? <laughs> she's like, yeah, you're funny. All right. See you tomorrow at seven. He's like, yep. OK, so at least he has an idea of where he needs to go. Someplace that has the best steak in town. And his boss comes up and she goes, what's a vegan going to eat in a steakhouse? Now, was uh, she calling I, I him know, the salad? vegan or her the vegan? She was calling him the vegan. Him the vegan. That's what makes the that's what makes the later scene really funny. Yeah. Or not funny, but but sad, sad. I guess. Right. Um, but he's just like, oh, I don't know, solid. <laughs> so he's talking solid to her bad. about the Ennead ba- banners that are outside, saying that they're incorrect and they're missing two of the deities that should be there. Um, okay, she's like, I don't care, just do your job and leave that alone. If you don't stop bugging me, or was it? She says, um, I fired the other two because they wouldn't do their job. Now leave me alone or I'll put you in a sarcophagus. And you can tell that. You can tell, you know, King Tut or whatever how, um, well, first, how things are wrong. First, she's like, are you auditioning to be a tour guide? Because if you are, it's still not going to happen. Oh, yeah. And he's, and he's like, 
that, oh, that, that was that actually kind of hurtful. That, that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, this whole thing kind of goes just we're just we're getting an idea of who he is, what his world is like around him. People kind of poop on him. And that's pretty much how it goes. Speaking of pooping on next thing he does is going is go and talk to a gold living statue as if he's the guy he just goes to talk to about his life every day. Like it's his best friend. He doesn't really have anybody else. And it's very clear the way he's talking to him that it's just like, this is a normal thing. The guy is not responding whatsoever, not blinking, not moving. He gives him some food, hangs out next to him, takes some pictures and, you know, acts as his advocate. Like, oh, don't forget to tip the people who are coming by. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Out of all street performers, to me, this is one of the most impressive because I want to know how the heck a person sits there and does not move a muscle for hey, hours. Con- considering we know like a guy who's like pushing 80 who just did like a an 11 minute plank last year. Not pushing 80. <laughs> um I would relook at that. He's not pushing 80. <laughs> are you sure? He's in his Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's not pushing 80. Well, 78 would be pushing 80. Anyway. Um so yeah, there's that. He but- also weighs 75 pounds. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is... One pound for every year for life. What I'm trying to say is try to sit there for as long, even in this even in this shot, for every shot that he does, I would blink at least 15 times. Oh, yeah. And he... I don't know how to do it. I couldn't. Yeah. I can't sit still. Some people can. It reminds me of that, you know, um, in Blazing Saddles. He goes, look at that hand. Steady as a rock. Yeah, but I shoot with this hand. You know, that's me. I'm this hand. Anyway... So they have this conversation. He's like, oh, yeah, well, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. I, apparently she's, you know, wants to date me and everything. But I got to just talk about these ankle restraints. I mean, how am I going to explain that? I mean, that's definitely a definition of a red flag. <laughs> Having restraints in the bed. Um, anyway, we get a little bit. So more he's telling the street performer very intimate details about his life. Yeah. I as think if he talks to him all the time. Yeah. I think that's kind of telling. Mm-hmm. That he's okay. So th- there are people around him, like his boss and some of his coworkers, and and whatnot, and this woman that he's going out to dinner with, and he's on the phone with his mom, who he's not really giving a whole bunch of information to. But the street performer, who's all ears, he's just info dumping. He's <laughs> not going anywhere because he because he doesn't treat him badly. He treats him nice, and By not saying uh, well, anything he doesn't treat him. Yes. Sure. Yep. And it's it's the it's the most healthy relationship he has in his life, because he's not getting ripped apart on by the other party. Right. I guess. Right. I, I, I'm not saying that I don't like that. it. I'm just saying that it's it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Quite. It's also quite, quite. it's also a setup, kind of like in um, what is it in Split? Doctor Exposition. Yeah. As the guy, <laughs> the street performer. It's just a it's just a section for expo dump. Is basically what it's for. That's how I looked at it. He was just sitting there just telling his story to this to this guy, basically to the audience, without actually having to interact with another person, per se. Hmm. Eh, I mean, I don't think he was, it was giving us any new information. It was more just him processing his own information from stuff that we already kind of saw. He didn't really give us anything new there. So maybe we might get some stuff like that. My, my thought is at one point he's going to say something. And it's going to shock the statue dude and he's going to look at him or something. You know, he's going to be like, are, are you kidding me? Like, really? <laughs> like, something's going to happen where the guy like stops and like looks at him for a second and goes like his mouth drops open or something. <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. 
I mean, especially with the the amount of of comedy they have, like kind of like woven into this. Like it's not, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, but it's got its comedy to it. You know, even as something simple like soundtrack. So we kind of get another <clears throat> sense of his day. He wakes up, he goes through this stuff, and here's his night routine, which he sits down or lays down in bed, gets himself all set up, puts on a tape of how to stay awake, I guess. Like, what was this, Freddy Krueger? I don't know. He's he's throwing Rubik's Cubes around. He's doing some, some Egyptian god r- research. And then suddenly he just wakes up with a dislocated jaw. Where is he? The Alps. The, the Alps. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I actually love the dislocated jaw scene because you look at like, oh, man, what just happened to him? And he's just like, oh, no. And he goes, okay, that was weird. <laughs> um. <clears throat> And all you hear is, go back to sleep, worm. Like, what? (laughs) Okay, surrender the body to Mark. Ah, the idiot's in control. Yeah, who is this guy? (laughs) Well, that's what I was saying. I I think that it's... um, Khonshu. Khonshu, yeah. Okay, who's that? That is whoever's given the power of Moon Knight to them. The, The voice in his head? It's not, I don't think, I still don't think it's a voice in his head. I think it's like a spiritual thing that we're just not seeing yet. I or think it's another. Seeing, it's a. I think it's a spiritual voice in his head. It's a spiritual. It's well, bur- maybe, the, maybe, maybe not a spiritual voice in his head. But there's clearly. So Mark is clearly privy to things that Stephen isn't, and we haven't really mm-hmm. had any perspective from Mark yet. Right. Maybe Mark is able to see this Conchu character, and Stephen isn't. That's kind of where yeah, I'm at or, with this. I was just thinking that Stephen just couldn't accept it because he was. He was the escape. You know, he wasn't somebody who could handle any of the stuff that Mark's able to handle as a Marine. You know? That's the thing. It's like, he's not going to bother going to this personality and connecting with them or connecting with him because he's just not able to process and, and handle any of it. But we're going to see as this goes on that these, the powers are going to have to combine <laughs> to make Captain create Planet. Captain Planet. I think, yeah. I think everything that you're saying right now entirely depends on which one of the, which, which one of these personalities is actually mm-hmm. him. Which one came first, Mark or Steven? I think the obvious thing is that it's Mark. Yes. It's pretty obvious that it's Mark, I, but I, I think, but I think what's going to happen here is they're both going to have to learn how to be Moon Knight one way or another. They're going to have to in order to survive. I think so. I don't. I, I think that Mark will always be Moon Knight. Yes. And Steve. Yeah, will but not. there's going to be there's going to be times where where Stephen is stuck in the middle of it and has to Th- do something. I'm, no, this is going to be exactly what you are looking for in all of these movies: duality. <laughs> I agree with that. This is going to be this is going to be your your dream come true for 21st century. Um, I think the best no. that you're going to get from so- you're going to get both people. Yeah, I think the best that you're going to get from something like this is Steven is just going to you know learn how to hand everything over like that. Like it's not gonna, was, it's not going to be a struggle. It's going to be very I was, seamless. Mm-hmm. I was right. You were right. Conchu okay. is Conchu is the he is that creepy bird. The bird. Yeah, bird, no, I, yeah. I told you that thingy. I told you that. Yeah, we. Yeah, I'm glad you were right. Glad you were right, Chuck. <laughs> so, all right. Basically, at that point, he looks up and he sees this guy staring out at the window at him. So he waves at him, and the guy waves back. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> and then this other guy runs up. He's like, "What are you doing?" 
Why are you waving at him? And they start shooting at him. So he runs off into the village. Okay. He's in the Alps. Why? What's going on? Why does he have a scarab in his hand? All right. Well, all these people are gathering, you know, like in a trance, basically. Just like, oh, we're going to go over here because we're amazed by this Arthur Harrow character. Um, they pretty much gave, give him the name, give his name right off there because they go, Mr. Harrow, he goes, please call me Arthur. There we go. We got a name. Um, so there he's judging people in Amit's name. He's got these scales on his arm and he basically holds their hand and can tell whether they're a good person or a bad person. So that's pretty much how that sat. Um, thoughts? I'm really curious to know how this tattoo works. Mm-hmm. Is this just another thing? Like, okay, so Moonlight was clearly given this th- this ability. Like, like Mark was clearly given this ability to become Moon Knight, right? So now you have this other character, this Ethan Hawke character. Was he given this, like, you are going to be judgment? Like, is that... Is that kind of where, where 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 things are at, or is it just pretty much? Yeah. So it sound it seems like he has a deal with this Amit character, and he's the the human form judge on the Earth, where he's he's like he's just a tool being used in order to um do Amit's bidding. Sure. So we see that happen here. We got a good man, not a good woman. She just dies right there. All right, <laughs> see you later. Nobody does anything about it. Just like. Oh yeah, she's dead. Drag her off. That's well, just this how village things go. is used to it. Yeah, yeah, that's their this, thing. Yeah. This is what happens. So, his, the after that goes down, you know, the, one of the guards, bad guys, whatever, comes over there, says something to them, and he goes, "Okay." So he stands up and he's like, "All right, we have we have a traitor here. Somebody's got the scarab. He's hiding here." So he says something in whatever language, and they all bow except for him. He just stands there, and he's like, "Oh." Oops, sorry. Like, oh, no, it's you. I found you. I know you. You're the mercenary. He's like, no, no, I'm a gift shopist. (laughs) All right, well, return the scarab. And they go through this whole thing, which I thought it was, I always find stuff like this funny. Like the movie Idle Hands is funny just seeing somebody who can't control one part of their body. Yeah, he portrayed this very well, though. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yes. Yeah, he's slapping his hand. He's like prying his fingers. I thought he was going to break a finger. So the way he was bending one of the fingers, I thought so too. <laughs> then he changes hands and his hand gets whipped behind him and he's trying to move his whole body around. Um, he, he portrayed this and acted this part out very well. I, I um, thought I thought when it basically he's just like, no, I, I would advise you to give it to me. He's like, I'm trying. But when, when he turns around and starts like walking and his legs are like clearly not being controlled by him, it was comedic. And but it was it was great because he's like, I'm not doing this. I'm sorry. And he just walks away from everybody. It's really OK. So it's weird to me because and only because the um the subject and diagnosis of DID has always kind of interested me and I've done some reading on it. I've never read a study or a case where one personality was able to control a specific part of the body without the the, the rest. Like I've never read anything like that before. Right. So it's, 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 um, it's weird. Well, this, <laughs> but this is awesome. also a show based off a comic book. So I, but think I don't think it's Mark it. doing that though. I think it's this Conchu character doing that. Could be. That's, because he's the one saying, don't give it to him. That's kind of where I'm at, too. Yeah, I think, because one thing that we kind of get is, um, my understanding from, from like, DID itself is you don't generally have the, like, two personalities communicating with each other Not much. at all. 
Not like, at, all. at all. It's it's just, there's never like a face to face you know conversation, which is what makes this. I mean, how else are they really going to portray something like that? Um, besides mirrors, like they they do later on in the show. Yeah, which you know it's it's a great effect. You know, we we've always talked about that that duality type thing where you've got you know Superman versus Dark Superman. You know. In the junkyard, like that's always cool when they can portray it in a in a um, you know some type of theatrical and artistic way. And here, you know, mirrors are a great way to do that. You know, he turns around, and you know, one face is still staring at the mirror. Okay. Anyway, he has a little flip out moment because they're like, you know, hey, give the body to Mark, chill out. Like he wakes back up after um whatever happened and he sees a bunch of guys just down around him and a bloody hand or bloody hands with the scarab back in his hand blood everywhere blood everywhere like oh okay and the scarab now has wings the scarab now has wings yes so what does he do opened up somehow he steals an ice cream truck no a cape a cupcake sorry sorry it's a cupcake truck The pink cupcake and, truck. And I love the fact that it starts off with you can hear that on the stereo in there is wham. So we've got wake me up before you go go. Don't leave me hanging on like a yo-yo, which is playing on the stereo. And I'm thinking they're going to use this song for the rest of this scene, which they did. So they have a car chase scene to wham, which I thought was, was fantastic, perfect. but I his first statement is, I don't even have my license. But he right. drives this car like he is Nicolas Cage and gone in 60 seconds. Well, we already like, saw his hand around, being held back and walking around. With... <laughs> there's no way. I'm going up this, no this windy way. mountain area. There's no, the there's no guard guardrails along the sides of anything, and he's just perfectly <laughs> skidding all over this thing. It's ridiculous. I mean, if if you guys had an issue with how they shot the scene with her and, and Hawkeye, with her sitting on the door with no control over it, this should be even more irritating <laughs> this because is... this guy has no driving skills. He has no le- uh, driver's license, and he is... He is curving and he's swerving in and out of vehicles and taking turns like a race, like a like a tort um, racer would, in a giant pink cupcake van. Uh-huh. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Mark probably had a license. No, Mark is not in charge right now. Mark is not driving. No, Mark is not in charge, but born born identity in movies like that where this person who doesn't know who they are suddenly has these skills and they're like, how am I doing this? That's amnesia. That's muscle memory. That's, That's different than this muscle not, memory. This is, this is not muscle memory, nor is it amnesia. I, this is DID. Right. People, with DI, people with DID can literally stay awake for days. twice as long as days because days. when one personality goes to sleep, the other personality mm-hmm. is awake. So when the other personality right. comes back, they are refreshed and ready to go. That's right, why, but, it, but that's why there's a physical wakes side of it and, as well. There's there a physical is. side, and that's why there they is. say you need you need five hours of sleep to be your natural self. <laughs> right, but there there is you still need the that does happen, but this is going to catch up to you. But in this case, it's Stephen who is driving, and he has no. He even per, says, "I don't know what I'm doing." Basically, I have no right. license. Yet mm-hmm. he's driving like a professional a professional racer. Right, and yet earlier, when he was trying to give the scarab back, something was sh- was shutting his hand and making him walk away. So I could easily just say they're doing it again. 
but they were. they weren't doing because he was we don't because know. they were because he was even even the one part where he's like truck 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 stupid yeah and then the truck comes out the conchu wasn't controlling him he was just no, not telling him what they, to do. they 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 yeah. clearly they clearly telegraphed when steven was not in charge i know very clear as day and I right. and and I agree with Chuck one hundred percent about this. It's ridiculous when you actually think about it. I was just I was more concerned with why are they milking this reveal for as long as they are? They don't need to do this. Like that was that was, was that was my was whole milked. thing. That, and I, I, I think about, it's pretty obvious that it was already revealed. It was just they were trying to still demonstrate it. I don't think it was milked out. That was they it was were clearly. I personally would have liked to see him come into who he is in this scene. Exactly. I would have much preferred that, but they were cutting back and forth and they were blacking out certain parts of this car chase scene. And I didn't understand why they were doing that. Every, I like, think they're doing it. They're doing it to explain um, just how it looks for Steven, you know, to get us a little bit more into how shocked he's being. Cause it, cause I don't think this was so much about us having a reveal, but more about him accepting that there was something happening here. So it was more of his shock factor of him you know, basically dealing with things that he doesn't want to deal with. Like, he doesn't want to understand that. So, I I mean, we could we could look at it for, you know, well, this wasn't done because it was obvious for us, yes, but for him, you know, if you were really faced with it, you know, actually faced with it in reality, it would take you a while to finally just say, okay, I'm not crazy, there's really something happening here. So I think that's what they were trying to portray here, is give us an insight into what it's like for Steven and still never show us Mark. It's all just what's going on with Steven. Sure. So we can kind of feel for him. And I'll like that. I'll like that a lot more if they show this same episode from Mark's perspective. That would be pretty cool. That would be awesome. I think they might show some stuff like that. Yes. You How know, many they might like, just like pepper this? it in. Is it six? Um, I, it's, no idea. I don't know. I don't remember. I thought I looked it up at one point, but I'm not sure. Six. I don't I think. know. It's just I. I'm not even can uh, do. Would I prefer to have seen Mark or Moon Knight in this part? Yes, that would have been cool. The part that really still gets me though is Stephen has no clue what he's doing yet. He's outwitting and outdriving these professionals. Yeah, I think the idea is a little push will get you through. You know, if you're open to it. I don't know. The, you, I'm, I'm yeah. stretching here. When Mark is driving. <laughs> And the little push gets him around the truck because he can't do it. That I understand. But this wasn't a little push will get him through. This was for a long distance driving scene that from the start, he was knowing what he was doing now, without I, actually knowing what he was doing. I actually think I actually think Lee is right here. Nobody knows what they're going to do when they're in when they're face to face with like intimate like intimate danger or like the facing death like you do not know what you're going to do you do not know what you're physically capable of until you are confronted with something like that mm-hmm. true but when you look at something like it, just, like, it could just um, all be adrenaline that's getting him through this true I, I there are parts of it where i can see that but when you look at something like eagle eye when they mm-hmm. both come to that when they both get brought to this porsche cayenne to 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 drive <laughs> away and because they're they're be, they're both being led to the same car and they get in and she's driving, and she's like, I have no clue how to drive stick shift. And she's fumbling it through the way, and then about halfway through, she kind of kind of figures it out. Um, but she's grinding gears, and she's, and she's being clumsy along the way. There was no clumsiness at all through this entire scene. It was perfect the whole way through. And well, I mean, it, there, there was... <laughs> um, 
he, he did try to take a man out with a cupcake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I would he did. call that kind of kind of interesting. <laughs> that was pretty funny. <laughs> He's just like me to shove this cupcake in your face. I mean, what else did he have? Apparently, he got a gun at some point, which is great. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, he, he has that flash, and that's when he wakes back up, and there's a gun in his hand, the guy's dead, and there's still vehicles after him. I thought... And the windshield's gone. I, I like it. The windshield's gone. Everything, all the glass is gone. Um, that's when you get the truck, stupid truck. And next thing you know, he wakes up again, and he's driving backwards <laughs> down, which doesn't go great. He stops the car at some point. And there's an avalanche of sorts, or what would you call it? I don't know, just a whole bunch of logs Logs, come down out of nowhere. And he wakes up in bed to the Humperdinck song again. So what that was, was the truck played. They shouldn't have played the Humperdinck song here. They should have played Log from Ren and Stimpy. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. But but that was the truck that that knocked, when 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 you hear a truck stupid and the truck fell over and crushed the car. Yes. Right. That was a windy road. So right. when he got kept on going down, those truck, figured, those logs were still falling and he's like, oh, and you see him. Oh, right. And then the, the, the logs just rip these yeah. guys off, which I'm surprised that Disney is doing this on like, they're showing some pretty crazy intense stuff. scenes on this TV show. Right. Which I'm cool I mean, with. We, well, we saw some intense stuff on um, even uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier where, you know, crazy you know faux cap was like taking a guy's head off with a shield you know (laughs) so um anyway he wakes up and he's there again and he's sitting down he's he's looking over at his fish and i love that they go what the and then it cuts to the next line the next scene he's going (laughs) fish (laughs) what the fish and he's like showing the the pet shop owner what is wrong with my fish he had one fin yesterday now he has two and i'm wondering like would you go back to the pet shop like in any in any case in any situation why i like mad that your fish just grew a fin well it's obviously another fish yeah but why is he going back to the pet sure? shop as oh, wait, if they have on, anything back to do with up. It. are we sure it's another fish or is this like is some fish. magic thing that the scarab is doing where it's like animating life no 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 because they said that he went he went back and bought the fish like 2 days ago no the day before yeah so it was yeah it was the day before so while he okay. was because at this point, when he wakes up, it's already like three days later. Okay. It's already right. three okay. days later okay. at this point. Fine. So he was blacked out. Mark bought the fish, brought the fish home, put it in the tank. I don't know. Maybe the fish died because he was gone for so long and didn't eat. So he just replaced his fish with one that had two fins. Fish can live. I don't know. Fish can live for a long time without you, you, you feeding it. Well, then maybe See, something happened to the If that was the case, the if I was Mark, I would have bought the fish and ripped one fin off and then just put it back in. Yeah, but maybe maybe Mark didn't pay attention to the fish fins. I don't know. He just said, here's a fish, whatever. Like, this is why he noticed that because problem. Steven is the one who had the, yeah, Steven is the one who actually had the relationship with the fish. Mark clearly has other things on his mind. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but Layla there we wants, go. Layla gets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking of Layla, um, yeah, we'll get there. Oh, no, we're not even there yet. Not even there yet. So bought the fish yesterday. Oh, it's time for a date. He goes home and he gets dressed. And I don't know how he thought that the way he he dressed would be passable at all. That's why. I mean, he did eventually get changed. But still, it's like just fix your collar and straighten your tie. That's that's a start. Maybe brush your hair. But like his collar was all messed up. And he's like, yeah, this doesn't look good. I'm like, Well, then fix it. No, he just changes completely. Goes out there waiting for his date to show up. 
And he calls her up and he's like, hey, what's going on? She's like, how dare you call me? He's like, I'm here to get steak. Best steaks in town. She goes, yeah, I ate my steak two days ago. Uh, What? She's like, lose my number. Cheers. And that's the end of that. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say this and I'm not going to say that it's comparable to the movie, but the way he sits and the way he portrays himself in here, in this scene, to me, all I could see was Tom Hanks as Forrest Gump. A little bit. <laughs> Just the way he sits, his his mannerisms, the way he talks. Um, you know, he's smart, but he's not all there. Um, I, it, it, I just saw it. I was like, the way he's talking to the waiter, it was just, he, it was funny. I was like, this is Tom Hanks 20-something years ago as Forrest Gump. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'm doing... Forrest Gump a disjustice by even comparing it to that, but I don't think you're doing a dis um, disjustice. I mean, I, I can I can see where you're coming from on that. I'm more concerned with the fact that okay, so Mark goes through the trouble of 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 getting this date right, but then when it comes time for the actual date to happen, and he's actually like Mark during this time, he just blows this girl off and then just leaves <laughs> leaves Stephen to clean up the mess. And he's the one who set the date exactly. in the first place. <laughs> yeah. So Mark sets up date, <laughs> blows off date, <laughs> and then Steven is left to deal with the outcome. Like, you you deal with the heartbreak. I'm not going to goodbye. Like, really? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, I think the thing we have to remember, too, is, again, Mark clearly has other things more important going on right now. So he's like, I don't think he's really caring what happens to Steven. Hold on. We don't know what Mark is doing during these three days. Like, he escapes. Well, probably like, trying to get back home. That's a good start. Get back home. Like, and he gets back home, but we don't know what he does during these three days. Like, it's three days. It's a three-day gap. We don't know what he was doing. I just find it, okay, you set up this date. Like, call the girl. Hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. Like, real simple, but no, n- nothing. Just, bye. Yep. And I love... How he orders his steak. Yeah. What do you want for a steak? You know, the uh, the the good bit. Good. You know, yeah. The good, He's like, the give, good give, bit. Me the, give me the good bit. Give me the good oh, bit. How do you, how do you like want it? that cook? Good. good. Very good. Really Very good. good. Very good. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, how do, how do you like it? Very, very good. Very good. <laughs> um, so another phone call to mum again. <laughs> Clearly another voicemail. You know, all right, latest gators. That's the end of that. And he goes back into his apartment and eats all of the chocolate that he had. Okay. Well, he's talking he's, to the it, voicemail as if he's having a, that he actually went on the date. Yeah. He's lying. Yeah. Which yeah. is pretty funny. Just can't wait to, to introduce it to you. Mm-hmm. She loved the flowers as he's tossing them into the trash can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so he's in the, he's in there in his apartment, looks over, sees like some basically scrape marks on the floor, goes, Okay, moves the carpet, sees that the table, the little desk was moved. Before he does so he this, though, over. he does something really funny, where he's sitting there and he's just sulking and eating his chocolate, this chocolate all oh, over his face. he feeds the fish? Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he looks at his fish and he's like, do you want some? And you want some sprinkles? sprinkles? that's on top of the, he just pours it in the tank. It's like, what are you yeah. doing? And it, then, then he, he gets mad as if he knew that Gus would eat the sprinkles, but this fish is clearly not Gus because he's not eating the sprinkles. Right. It's like, like Gus, my butt, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, he climbs up, sees this little board that's moved on the wall, opens it up, and we find a flip phone and I believe a car key, or it could be a key to a locker or something somewhere. 
I guessed the old car Motorola key at first. Razor. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Yes. So I had one of those phones. Phone, that phone basically everybody had one of those phones. That phone is ancient nope. at this point. <laughs> I did not. I had I had oh my god, what was it called? The sliver. The Samsung sliver is what I had. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, a flip, it was a slide. And that thing was amazing. Like a sidekick? No, 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 no. I got I got one of those later on. The slide was it slid up. It was like, you know, boom, beam me up, like, Scotty. Like something the like Sure. Yeah. Yeah, sure. I think it was called the slide. Anyway. Um yeah, I love that phone. It was pretty cool. And the camera on it, actually you could you could turn it, like physically move the camera. So you could do a, a front photo or a back photo. It was all the same camera. Anyway. Anyway, um, no, that was a different. Anyway, too many phones. Um, eats all the chocolate, finds this, and then he decides to call Layla. Now, what was the other phone number that was on that phone besides Layla? Begin with a D. Was it like Dufresne or Deshane or something, something like, like that? that? Okay, I don't see. <laughs> Dufresne, party of three. Um, Dufresne. <laughs> Dufresne. What happened to the Dufresnes? Um, Andy Dufresne. <laughs> Andy, oh, Andy Dufresne. Anyway. Um, so, he he's about to call Layla. Layla calls him. Where are you? What's going on? Okay, that's weird. I'm trying to reach you for and, months. I thought you were dead. I didn't know what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And so, she's basically like, you know, what's with the accent? What accent? What are you talking about? She's like, what are you doing, Mark? Oh, Mark, what did you call me? She hangs up the phone. Then he starts hearing a voice again, but this time it's actually Mark's voice. Steven, you need to stop. You're going to get yourself in trouble. And then he sees him in the mirror, and they kind of have like their little quick one-to-one, not so much. We see it more than he actually sees, you know, um, him in the mirror. Okay, pretty cool. Suddenly there's, there's shaking about like an earthquake and flickering lights, and... Then we see, like, he runs out into the hall, and the apartment building is really dirty. Was it this dirty before, or is that the whole point, that, like, it looks different, and he's kind of freaking out about it? He's just, I think the apartment is just dingy looking. Like, we never saw the hallway yeah. before. We just saw him, like, wake up, and he went out, and why are you selling brims in front of my... We don't ever see him, like, walking through his apartment until this moment. Like, he's not right, walking right. through the hallways or the lobby or anything. This is the first time we've seen that, so it's just, it's dirty. Right. So, so he finally so, he gets so, hold to... On. Sorry to cut you off, but the other number was the third 30-second missed call from a Duchamp. D-U-C-H-A-M-P. Duchamp. Yep. Okay. Yeah. That's something. No, which that better play out to be something. Because that little drop there, and it better play out to something in the I'm sure it will. I'm sure it will. I think this entire scene where this Layla character is talking to him, I think it lends to the idea that everything that's going on with Mark and DID, right, is, is, is fairly recent. Like, he's not been dealing with this for, like, years upon years. Like, this is decent, and Layla's clearly somebody that's known him for a very long time. Like, I, this is... Something happened recent in, in, in Mark's past to, like, create this other personality or alter ego or whatever you want to call it. Well, unless Steven is the first one and Mark is the split. I doubt it. Okay, okay, so the other character that we, I mean, we've got Stephen Grant, right? Stephen Grant. Mark Spector is Mark's name. And apparently, um, Duchamp is actually Jean-Paul Duchamp, um, also known as Frenchie. Sure. (laughs) Um, So it's brought up here 
but basically that's just it's one of Mark's friends. Okay. Um, but I'm I'm guessing Frenchie is it's a Marvel character. Okay. Um, so it's it's yeah, it's it's just teasing the the introduction into the MCU of this character Frenchie. So I guess we'll get there. Okay. Um, so, um, accent mirror shaking. Oh yes. So then we get to this weird hallway where we got the bird faced mummy dude, and he's freaking out. It's making its way in there, and um, the all of a sudden it just turns into a creeped out old lady. Who gets in? Um, she's trying not to act creeped out, but she's pretty creeped out, even to the point <laughs> where she's pretending she doesn't live in the apartment building. I'm just visiting my friend. She's just yeah, my friend door, lives like, here and starts banging, banging on, on this door. door. <laughs> um, and then I don't get okay. what's scaring her though. Him, the, 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 him. He's like creeping out. He was like yelling and freaking out and jumping around in the in the elevator when she like saw him and. Yeah. She's, Imagine she this. thinks he's on, you're, you're, okay, he's on so drugs. Okay, so you're you're a 60 plus year old lady. You're coming home from shopping or 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 whatever you've been doing during the day. It's dark out. You go into a dingy your dingy apartment hallway and there's a man who's acting like an Tweaking. absolute nutcase <laughs> and he's on the elevator with you. What do you do in that situation? Yeah, but mm-hmm. he was just looking in the mirror and then he was sitting down. He was uh-huh. not sitting down. He was almost like fetal position shaking. I'm terrified right. of something. And she did not know what was going on. Right. Yep. Like holding the That's phone near his out. head. Like, oh my God, I can't. <laughs> and he's like losing his mind. And now she's on the elevator with this crazy person. Yep. I, then I, again, <laughs> like, I, I love that they keep cutting. Cause it shows. So this, it almost reminds me of the whole butterfly effect thing where it's like, I want to see what happens during these quote-unquote blackouts when he switches over to Mark. Because next thing we know, he's waking up screaming on a bus to work. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Screaming. Yeah. Bus. People looking at him like he's crazy. And that thing is just is outside, just like following the bus, watching him around, this conchu thing. And as he gets off the bus, apparently Harrow was on that bus too. And he's like, oh my God, he's real. So he runs into work. Sees JB, the security guard, who's just sitting there watching cute otter videos. That's all he does all day long is watches watch videos of cute little otters. Um, and he basically says, I think I'm being followed. Don't let anybody in. He's like, uh, it's can't really do that, mate. <laughs> like, it's a museum. <laughs> it's free. He's like, well, you know, don't let anybody in that's dodgy. He's like, no can do, buddy. You know, sorry. Um, boss wants him to do something. He blows her off to go follow some guy. Now. What was he looking at? I didn't see Harrow there. It looked like a shorter, heavier guy. Why was he following that guy? They kept showing this guy was, as, as was, if he was, he was following he him. He was looking a little suspect. Maybe, I don't know, maybe there I was guess? Some, some, some eye contact that you know caught his eye. I, yeah. I do love that his boss comes over to him and says, take this box, and he like actually stands up for himself. Can you please give me a minute? And she immediately shuts up and yeah. kind of backs down. Right, like, she does I, not it, say it anything. Like it she was, was awesome. <laughs> it seemed like she was being less rude to him right from the get-go. Oh, can you take this? She wasn't saying take this. She was like, can you take this? So I'm like, okay. She, no, she was being nicer rude. She already. was being rude at the beginning. I agree with that. She was being rude eh. at the beginning. But as soon as he, like, was a little bit assertive, she shut yeah. up immediately. Like, I can't yeah. wait to see this character get her comeuppance, like, <laughs> in a really big way. Speaking, speaking of comeuppance, I was just watching. It's funny because I referenced it to Chuck, and then it popped up on, like, a, a video thing. Like, oh, don't mess with this guy and his family, whatever. And it, and it showed um, the scenes 
from like the very first episode, I guess, of of Breaking Bad, where um, remember when they're making fun of his son and he comes back in around the other side and kicks the guy's leg. He's like, oh, how do you feel? Huh? Are you gonna wait for your girlfriends to come? Um, though that whole scene where Walt just like takes yeah. it out on those kids. And then later on, um, just like it was just pre- pretty much everything from that first episode that he did. And it's just it's funny because you start to see this character that you're like, I just want to see him, you know, flip out and, and turn around on people. And but it went from that to um, go ahead and, t- and pick all this up. And he goes, you and your eyebrows, you know, and messes up all the stuff on the wall and runs out of the car wash. You know, like that was the yeah. So Chuck never saw Breaking Bad. But when I told him about the meme that said, I don't usually use the Internet, but when I do, I browse and I had a picture of that guy on there. <laughs> With the eyebrows. <laughs> I saw it right after the episode, and I'm like, yes! Still, Anyway. Blow, I remember us talking about that before. It still blows my mind that you've never been through Breaking Bad. Yeah, it's, it is definitely quite the show. Um, it, it, they, it, it's draggy, but for a purpose. I, draggy like, is not one of the words I would use to describe well, I Breaking say draggy Bad. because it's like it, the, the episodes are long, but it's because they take a lot of time to be very stylistic and, and get the point across without there having to be tons of dialogue. You know, they, it, the, the, um, it's the, the only show I can use. think about where everything means something. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's, it's, it's fantastic. Okay. We're, let's... Whatever happened with the pizza on the roof, did that go anywhere? Yeah. You had to scrape it off and it smelled. And... I've never oh, seen yeah, Breaking yeah, yeah. Bad. <laughs> I know. That's what we're talking about, Chuck. <laughs> I he just, know. he just said you've never seen it and he's upset. I, mm-hmm. I know. Uh huh. Okay. I'm just saying. Welcome, welcome back, Chuck. <laughs> no, I've been here the whole time. I'm just saying it. I've never seen the show. Okay. It, so I, I don't. I don't understand. Like, I mean, there was a whole to do about it for years when it came out. I mean, it came out what ten years ago? Yeah. It's Something not because like of the of the of like the subject matter. It's because of the storytelling. Um, that's what makes the show so good. So even if you're like, I don't really want to watch a show about a guy who makes drugs. <laughs> It's like the story is is incredible to see, you know, just the, the character development. I've never seen a show with so much character development. So, no. anyway, back to Moon Knight. So he goes in and sure enough, as he's following this rando, um, Harrow's in there and he's basically he's like, oh, you're he's, here. I'm talking to you. He's not a rando, though. He even says that guy was on the bus. He he sees the guy before he leaves his boss, and he sees him. He's like, "That guy was on the bus." Yeah, that guy was on the to, bus. Some short guy. I, some some random he, guy. He's following him. I get that. That's the point. He's but following he's, he's him. but he's following yeah. him. So he's like, "That guy was on the bus." So he's yeah. And people he take saw, buses. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. But he points out that this. This guy was on the bus. Even Arthur, whatever his name was, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, was on the bus too. So he's thinking, oh, they're all together. That guy was on the bus. So now he's going to investigate. So it's not just yeah. some random person that we haven't seen before. He's no, He notices it because that guy was on the bus. And well, I did ask. You didn't answer. <laughs> I said, does anybody know who this guy is? So anyway, there we go. That makes sense then. If you remember seeing him, he said that guy was on the bus. Because I didn't see who he was looking at. I just Neither saw that random I. guy. He just says, that guy was on the bus. Yeah. So Harrow is explaining to him about what the scarab is. Scarab belongs to, to Amit here. Basically, dog face. I, I just refer to Amit as dog face. Um, 
didn't and explains who she was. Her big thing was she didn't want to wait for, you know, sinners to commit their crimes to punish them. So very much like minority you know, report. Minority report. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, basically, and he doesn't even it's funny because he doesn't have any pushback, but he immediately says as soon as he says that, would you wait to weed a garden until after the roses were dead? He's like, well, no, I wouldn't do that. Like, well, the whole thing is like she knows everything. She knows the past, the present, the future. Okay, you know, here we go. So Hitler, Nero, all these guys would be gone. And he's like, yeah, all bad people trying to be like, yeah, I'm on your side. They're all bad people. Yeah, I get that. But he's just trying to prove like, you know, you know, that's why I'm following this person, because she has the the good intentions to take care of this, that and whatever. And that's why you need to understand. Okay, again, very minority report. There's that whole thing like, well, you know, what happens if somebody didn't do something yet and you can stop them from doing it no fate but what we make we can always look in the whole terminator minority report there's, there's so many different theories on it and and beliefs so that's where we are but she was betrayed by indolent fellow gods and even her own avatar i love this <laughs> this island was perfect I oh blue this. people i love that I love movie. movie i and then he's like no i mean he goes oh the anime steven stop it <laughs> 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 it's it's funny that people just don't know that avatar is a, another word it's not just the name of a movie or a show but yeah um it's funny to me i, I like all the kids who kept saying I was like oh it's like Fortnite." i'm like 14 days what and they're like no it's a game and i'm like yeah it's also a word <laughs> look it up <laughs> it's 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 a game <laughs> yeah it is now that's anyway. that, but that's the point it's more game than the actual like definition of fortnite well, i understand that okay. but the thing is like kids don't realize it's a word yeah but that's because, because who uses fortnite use, who uses that who word uses now that except word? for have you played abraham fortnite? lincoln <laughs> Hundred years ago, good, good, yeah. good job. And four and score that was and score. seven years. Yeah, that no, was I'm, well, he, score. That was no, I'm Fortnite. saying, but but he would use Fortnite as well. Is my point. <laughs> so <yeah>. okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so the weird thing is, I'm trying to figure out how much Harrow knows about what's going on with Mark slash Stephen. Obviously here. not um, much. Not much, because he starts talking about something, the voice in your head, it's relentless. And I'm thinking, I'm like, he doesn't know though. No. Like he's saying this, but he he's being generic, like. That just means that, you know, this thing's here, you know, this blah, blah, blah. I mean, anybody can say that. It's like going to see a fortune teller. It's like, I see you've come a great distance. Yeah, I know. You saw my license plates at Illinois. You know, like, duh. You're not surprising me here. Um, Okay. What? So basically, he goes, the more you ask for help, the more you begin to sound like a little boy, like the boy who cried wolf. So then he grabs his arm and starts judging him. Chaos. There's chaos in you. Yes. We don't see what the scale does. It seems to kind of like tip back and forth, back and forth, and then kind of maybe just stay there or maybe go one way or another, or maybe it turned into like a, you know, no, a face that went, blah, blah, blah. I don't know what it no, turned it doesn't, into. No, it doesn't do anything. It just sits there and keeps going back it and forth. It just keeps there going back no, and forth. Right. And that's why, because there is no answer. More, so he's like, I, right. No, I think, it, I think there is an answer. So when he says there's chaos inside of you and his, and his tattoo is moving, well, they the, cut the, away. The, 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 the scale of justice is moving back and forth on him. I think right. it's clearly saying that Stephen is a good person. Mark right. is not. Right. That's clear, I think that's clearly what's happening here. Right. And that's right. what we're getting here. So that's why he, that's why there's it's going to come into play where we've got this Amit character trying to kill Steven, but he's he's good. 
So technically, Amit shouldn't be able to, or wouldn't, but then Mark is bad and should be judged or whatever. Blah, blah, blah. The point is this that's is where we're going to see. Why, this is kind of the scene why earlier on I said, I think, I don't know if it's a, a trauma thing, but I think that the, 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 the personality of Steven was created for a reason, and I think this is the reason. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that he can't be judged and, and, and killed in this manner. Like that's true. I think that's, that's on top of it. But who, cr- but who created it? Mark shadow. How did Mark create it? How did Mark consciously create another personality that fully believes he's the only personality? We, we saw him morph into somewhat of a deity and take out a demon dog at the end of this. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that he would be <laughs> able to create an alter ego, my friend. Well, then it's probably Conchu who did it then. Sure. So that's what I'm saying. I'm like, we're we're putting the 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 power into Mark's hands when clearly, but the it would power be is in Mark's hands. Yeah, but but is a part of it. Okay, yeah, we shall, we shall see. Um, chaos in you, let him go, basically. So he just kind of goes off, and that's that. They leave him alone. Okay, they leave him alone for the moment, but then. Basically, as he's trying to pack up for night and close everything down, he hears a whimpering dog. Okay, it's Dogface. So Dogface comes around, attacks him at night. He runs to the bathroom, and that's when he has his face-to-face with, um, with Mark in the mirror again. Dude, you're not going to die. Let me save us. Give me control. So as he's standing there, the thing is like breaking its way through the door, trying to make its way in. Here comes Dogface. All of a sudden, you see the wrappings start to come up and go around him as he gets pounced on by this dog face thing. And I love that you don't see what happens. All you see is dog face clawing, trying to get away, trying to escape the bathroom. <laughs> I was like, this is awesome. It was great. It was like, awesome. we don't have to see any fight. And all we see is like a couple of final punches to dog face. Turn around. There's Moon Knight. And here's the big reveal. All right. So I am the shadow. The shadow knows. Yeah, I um, well done. I I I liked it. I liked the reveal at the end. Um, I mean, we knew it was coming. We knew what it was gonna look like. Mm-hmm. But I liked that they did it and the way they did. Absolutely. I don't really have have many issues with this show. I mean, I know we we talked about um, you know, some yeah, of the it's inconsistencies. Definitely way better than Alec Baldwin's The Shadow, which is basically well, the same thing. So it is kind of the, it. It does have the same kind of feel to it. Yeah. Because it wasn't that all like ancient Egypt stuff too that was going around. Yeah, wasn't he like fighting like King Tut or something? I don't remember. All I remember is some kind of ancient turn into the something. shadow at night. Yeah, he had like a big nose and weird hair. That was the the difference. <laughs> so I did do a little bit of research about this show before I went into it because I just wanted to know a little bit about the character. And while I didn't learn much about the character, what I did find out is that in some way the character of Moon Knight is a character that's comes out of the blade comics mm-hmm. did anybody did either one of you no okay i saw the movies but i never read the comic so yeah that's basically the only thing that i saw so is this their way of introducing blade well they're they are doing blade i know they again. are that's why well they already kind of re- introduced him at the end of eternals right isn't that what they did there they had something with the uh, well. Mahershala Ali that. is going to be playing Blade, and since he didn't make an appearance in Eternals, then it's a big it, no. It's a big no. <laughs> well, no. At, at the end, there was there was somebody 
what's that guy Jon Snow or whatever wasn't he in, in this? I, don't, I don't watch Game of Thrones yeah whatever he was <clears throat> yeah so yeah he was in there and he was talking to somebody at one point about a sword and I thought that was supposed to be Blade that he was talking to and that's how it was leading in could be something that has to do with it but I know yeah. that I know that and I can't I cannot pronounce his first name properly I apologize but Ali is well Mahershala Mahershala whatever there's they've already casted Blade that's why I'm asking, like, mm-hmm. and, and, and I know that, you know, this character, Moon Knight, is out of those comics or out of that series or, or that universe or what have you. So I'm just wondering, like, oh, this could be a way to cleverly introduce him. Could be. I feel like they've been teasing it for a while now. And never mind the fact that they just released or are, I mean, today, right, um, releasing Morbius, which is it's Sony, but it's still it's still tying in one way or another. Um, and I've heard nothing but horrible things. I was just about, about to say movie. the same thing. I heard bad things about it's, this movie. It's, it's <laughs> funny to me because here's no, about, no, no, um, about um, Morbius. About Morbius. So the funny thing about this, and it's just Jared Leto. I don't know. He's always rubbed me the wrong way for some reason. But I'm just like, okay, but I mean, people seem to you know talk about him a lot because I guess what he's a singer as well and this and that and whatever. So I'm like, he must be good in some stuff. But um, they're basically saying like, wow, he played he was in the worst DC movie in what appears to probably be the worst Marvel movie. He was I will say this. He was good in Blade Runner. Yeah, but that's because he was in such small doses in that movie. Exactly. Like he had one scene where it was like he had this extended monologue and the minute it started getting too long, <laughs> started to grow tired of Jared Leto. It was immediately right. over. Like, okay, that's perfect. That 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 that's fine. He was. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I'm done. Go ahead. Ah, uh, he was great in Zack Snyder's. Um, yes. Yes. Yeah. Small doses again. Small doses. Yeah. Very he small had, he doses. He had a monologue at the end, and we're like, okay, cool. No, that, that's, that's no, great. No, that's... ridiculous outfit and green hair and the grill and everything that was all gone. The tattoos were all gone, and it was just that 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 was perfect the way that that was. But. Yep. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, I'm. I'm, yeah. I'm right there with you, Lee. I've, I've read some things. I've read some, you know, reviews. and <laughs> So production yeah. for Blade starts this summer, which means we probably won't see it until late 2023, early 2024. They can still introduce the character or allude to the character of Blade. Right. They I mean, could. just like they did with Spider-Man yeah, and everything exactly. into, you know, Civil War and Black Panther. Right. Yeah. That's they probably what they're going to do. They can still do something with that. Well, because interesting thing enough is we have um, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness that's coming out, and that's going to introduce Ms. Marvel, which is going to be in a show that comes out later on. Like, I think around the same time as, as Obi-Wan Kenobi or something, that's going to be coming out. So, Ms. Marvel? Ms. Marvel, yeah. No, I think Illusion? this show so far is actually, I, I, I really like it so far. One, I think I like it more because I don't know anything about the character. That's for true. the first time that we're watching it. You know, when we watched Loki, we knew about Loki. When we watched WandaVision, we knew about Wanda and Vision. When we watched, you know... Falcon Winter Soldier, we knew about them. We knew about all the characters. This is the first time we're watching a show for Marvel where we have no idea of the character. So it's new, it's interesting, it's, you know... (coughs) Even when they bring Blade back in, it's going to be hard because Wesley Snipes did fantastic as Blade. I thought he did phenomenal. I as, would not. The first Blade was awesome. It, it's a fantastic film. I would not mind a cameo from from Wesley Snipes. 
Oh, that'd be, that'd be cool. I think awesome. they have to. They have to. He's st- so he's still around. I mean, why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, and and I'm and I'm I'm right there with you, Chuck. It's new. It's fresh. It's not. We've never seen anything like this before. I think it's perfect. And here's something else that I'll say: with the other television, with with One Division, Loki, you know, Falcon, Winter Soldier, and even Hawkeye. You kind of you, you kind of knew where they were going to be going with those characters because we're we're so familiar with them and we're familiar with the story and we're to be quite honest we're familiar with the MCU formula. Yeah. This is different because we know nothing. Like it's mm-hmm. and I think that's the most exciting part about it. So, yeah, yeah, I that's agree. what made Eternals at first exciting, and then you're like, eh. I wasn't very excited about it in the first place. I, I went into it with, with zero expectations, and I came out of it with just disappointment. So I, I liked Eternals. <laughs> yeah. I liked Eternals. I thought it was a good movie. There was, there was it was no... the biggest heap of garbage that was ever put on the silver screen. All right, real quick, why? Why? It was just horrifically there, there done. Wasn't enough, was there too... wasn't enough character development. There we was didn't care about the characters. Why couldn't they, all this crap about why they couldn't help the Avengers out and they could only, <laughs> you know, attack these one things. And, um, you know, the celest- there's a celestial being in the center of the earth. <laughs> really? Really? It was... It was really out there. It and was it just, really, it, it, was it, just it didn't... It, it basically... It took what it was, I didn't... It took what I didn't like... It was know. basically introducing mm. the Avengers without having the backstories to get you up to there first. Right. I mean, at least in the Avengers, there were a couple of characters that kind of popped in that, you know, you kind of would like, okay, well, I can accept them because they're they fairly were side new. characters, had... but not main characters, though. Right. They worked their way into it. But here, it's just we didn't we didn't care about the characters enough. So when Salma Hayek gets killed, we're kind of like, oh, whatever. It's like watching Civil War. But then having no background, like Spider-Man comes in in Civil War and you cut the, but we all know who Spider-Man is, just not in, when we saw Civil War, we didn't know him as mm. much in the MCU. We just knew who Spider-Man was. Yeah. Um, but if you would have the movie Civil War and have no backstory on any of the characters, you'd be totally lost. That's what Eternals was, more so yeah. than Avengers. But then the other side of it too is, I mean, if you're looking at it that, from that perspective, most people who are comic book fans would know who the Eternals are and have enough of a, their own background. If they, but that it goes back to if it's not in the movies, it well, then count. we don't care. So the only okay, but, I, okay, so the only thing that separates okay, I, I I agree with what you're both saying about the movie, but the only thing that separates that from something like Guardians of the Galaxy is the comedy aspect. Hmm. They tried to be comedic in it. They failed. Yeah, it was, it I'll, I'll agree with that. They, they failed. failed at that. The whole thing failed. I don't yeah. think the whole thing I, I don't, failed. I, I, can't, was... I can't name anything that I actually enjoyed in it. That's, that's what it comes down to. It's not that I hated it. It's just that there was nothing that made me enjoy it, and it's very forgettable. Even the fight scenes were kind of eh. I mean, Angelina Jolie's character was just nerfed, nerfed immediately. Yeah. I, I, okay, immediately. so I, I, I do agree with what you're both saying about the movie, and I'm not saying that it's perfect. It definitely deserves criticisms. I think I just enjoyed it because I've, I wanted something serious out of Marvel, and I got it. Like, it was a much mm. more serious movie than anything that had come before it, and I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's. I mean. Okay. If, I, if I'm alone on that, that's if fine. I, if I want serious, I mean, I, I'd watch a drama. A drama. Okay. You know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go to see an, a Marvel movie. Like the thing that makes the Marvel movies, the things that are in the MCU, so so good is because they're well rounded. You get your sci-fi. You get your action. You know. You get your fantasy. You know. There's, there's just. 
get your Roman. I think that I think that kind of thing can only work for so long, though. Like eventually, something within the MCU has to change. Like the formula they, has to change. So, oh, some right. Point. So Which let's they just like we made, well we've made so Guardians many good movies. We've made so many good movies. Let's make a few bad ones just to change things up. No, I don't not believe ba- that's Kevin Feige's plan. Not bad. Just I like, mean, they did. They made Hulk. They made Black Widow. Yeah, exactly. Those were bad movies. Listen, we this... don't talk about Hulk. We can talk about the Incredible Hulk. Because that is part of the MCU. You know what he means. Oh there's, a, there's a big you difference. There is a big Come difference. On. You know what he means. Every time. Every single Listen, time. Hulk was a movie that came out like... With Eric that, Bana. Yes, not, we get that, that. Not that long before um, Iron Man. So that's on the table if you bring it up. Just saying. It was four years before I Wasn't it 08? And uh-huh. Iron Man was 2012? No, Iron Man was 2008, actually. Oh, so that was early 2000s was Hulk then. Okay. With Eric Bana. A few years before. And, yep. And just saying. So I think we're done with Moon Knight for today. Yeah. Y'all agree? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. All right. Well, we will uh, touch base on on some more things Moon Knight coming up. Uh, keep your eyes and ears peeled for um, any any episodes talking about either retro movies or some new movies. I know we just talked about the Batman last week, so that's that's up there. But we'll have some other retro stuff coming up soon. So keep your eyes out. Eyes out. Yeah. End of May. <laughs> for, we'll be um, talking about anything uh, else. Obi Wan. Oh yeah, end of May. That's going to be coming out. So be uh, that'll be fun. That'll oh, be fun. Neither can I. Uh, May's gonna be a fun, a fun, fun. That's month. gonna be May. That's gonna be Obi Wan. May. Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. What else is coming out in May? We're, we're gonna be busy. Anything we got a lot coming out this year, guys. I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't matter. We'll get there. Yep. I'm done. Cool. All right. I'm good. Well, thanks everybody for sticking around. Y'all have a good one. Have a great one, guys. Bye, everybody. <laughs>